Thank you for joining us. This is episode 66 of Amateur 3D Podcast, a podcast by amateur printers for amateur printers, where we share our thoughts and experience. Our panelists this week are me, Franklin Christensen, and my friends, Chris Weber, Andy Cottom, and Kevin Buckner. And this is our first recording in the year 2024. Yeah, holidays were long and over, and now we're back. Yeah. Howdy. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, Mr. Foxman. Yeah, you say that, but I was like running almost a full hour late today because my butt slept in. It was uh, wonderful. Having that opportunity sometimes is good. (laughs) And at the same time, there was was a thought that I had this morning, which is probably going to be unpopular. But uh, I thought, hey, you know, we could start at nine and I could get time in my wood shop and all that stuff meaningful time well if everybody else wants to do it i'm fine with that too but i'm flexible you 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 increased your risk risks of the swing shift guy falling asleep oh (laughs) my actual intention was to decrease that risk so that you could sleep earlier we just need to get to the other side of his clock so we're doing it before (laughs) bed instead of in the morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah but three of us that doesn't work for (laughs) that's true as well as well i mean i mean this way we don't interfere with kevin's game night ever yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah this is or andy's andy's uh need to be to sleep at 6 p.m so that he can wake up at the crack of dawn hey i think that's the biggest you just wait till i retire man and it's going to be like three o'clock all right dinner Mm -hmm. at noon So Andy wakes Andy wakes up at four four in the morning, and I'm usually going to sleep at four in the morning. So that's, yeah. that's, that's our problem. Schedule. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't all be anomalies there, Chris. <laughs> I'll be go, getting ready for bed, and Discord pops off a notification. <laughs> it's Andy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Well, I appreciate uh, you taking the, the biggest hit on the scheduling conflict for us all, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, we really do, Chris. All of us, I, I think. <laughs> I know I'm speaking for Kevin, but I, I think he agrees. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get a little bit of a break. You know, I, I do have Fridays off now, so I can I, I try to get to bed a little bit earlier Friday nights. Right. And it's uh, assuming... Of course, that you don't drink until 4 a.m. just because you have the time now. Right. Nine o'clock really <laughs> might not have worked so well with me this morning because I, I actually, last night for me was weird. I actually went to sleep at like 10.30 or 11, and I didn't wake up until nine o'clock this morning. Wow. Yeah, oh, hey, he's got one of those unicorn well-rested nights. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, and and I had vivid dreams. I tell you what. Oh, really? Any good ones, or they just they just weird ones? Uh, yes. (laughs) Like so, Kevin. So, yeah. Moral to this story is: stay away from the special mushrooms. Have any? I don't eat mushrooms. Uh, Actually, he's he's describing melatonin. I didn't take any melatonin either. I just, but your body does naturally produce melatonin. So, yep. but yeah, like um, every once in a while, I'll have a weird dream that just feels odd, like so realistic in which I am going on a second mission. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And like oh. every time, every single time, like as I'm going into the MTC, I'm thinking, you know, every single time I've gone on this second mission, it's always been a dream, but this time it's real. And that's crazy. <laughs> and then of course I wake up and it and it's also a dream. So it's obviously not real. <laughs> right. That's an awesome recurring dream. Right. Where you recognize is. the other dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well because yeah i can remember them in my dream and so that's part of what makes it feel so real is that i can remember having had this dream before huh. that's awesome yeah um and then like and and at, at another part we were going over to my parents house for some party and uh there was this gray car parked under their carport and there were these two dogs in the yard that i was chasing out one of them was taking a dump on the front lawn, which I didn't appreciate. But then they went to the edge of the driveway and stood there barking at me. Well, then I noticed that the gray car was starting to back out. And I was like, aha, this car is going to back straight toward those dogs. And then it took like this sharp turn toward me instead. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's that's a really maneuverable car for a Focus. <laughs> um, but then There's I saw a reason that, they call it a focus. Then I saw that it was actually a CRX, and I was like, "Oh, that explains it because CRXs are highly maneuverable. Make a pivot on a dime. Yeah, Zero turning radius if you do it right." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, "Okay, that explains that all." Yeah, just and then hunting trips and it's just weird, weird dreams. It was awesome. I loved it. Hmm. Sounds like a good night. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 3D printing. <laughs> hey, since you brought it so, up there, Kev, did you work on anything these last couple of weeks? Or does uh, Chris want to step in? Oh, I was just saying, you, you know, it's uh, this week's topic is materials and properties. Just kidding. Well, <laughs> no. are we going odd, back to that then? Odd you should say that, Chris, because I was going to say, yes, I, I did. I printed a bunch of those mimic ornaments and... I tried and tried and tried to get this alien star thing to print with some new resin that I got that is a metallic gold resin. And yeah. this is the most successful one that I got. For you visual listeners, it didn't succeed very well. Um, oh, that's a bummer. The tip yeah. of how do you the... get how do you get delayering in resin? Um uh, so the thing is, this metallic resin, the way it works is it's got the pigmented resin in there that's kind of a translucent yellow for the gold one. And then they fill it with a whole bunch of super fine glitter. Oh, geez. So, so it settles out while it's printing, right? Yeah. So what that's that's essentially what's going on there. Um, now, the the container is really cool. It comes with this nifty little pour spout that you can put in there so that you don't get resin drips all over the threads and running down the bottle and stuff, which I really liked. I mean, I really wanted to like this resin. I really okay. did. Um, but in order to get that level of success that I did, and, and I, I started to explain it, but I didn't really get that far. So for the listeners, um, the tip of one of the arms of the star was separated from the rest of the star. It's kind of interesting. There's like a quarter inch gap there. And then there along the bottom of one of the arms of the star, there are kind of weird serrations where it wasn't exactly successful 
initially, but then um, as it go as it went, the the print was able to pull off the resin from the FEP. Um, anyway, so it says on the back that for a mono screen, it recommends a bottom up exposure time of 30 to 40 seconds and a layer exposure of three to four seconds. And then for an RGB screen, a bottom exposure of 60 to 80 seconds and a layer exposure of exposure of six to 10 seconds. Well, to get it as successful as I did, I mean, I tried many, many times. This was like the, I think the fourth attempt here, fourth or fifth. And what I en wow. ended up doing was I had a bottom exposure of 70 seconds. That's my normal. So there's nothing too odd about that. But then for the regular exposure, I had to rent, crank it up to uh, 15 seconds and I had wow. to make the supports sturdier than they were before and add more. And so what, so it turned into like a three day print. Uh, no, not three days. It was like, I think in uh, 16 hours and 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, okay. And uh, it's, it's also a lot more brittle than, other resins that I've worked with. So um, I I just, it might be good resin for a higher end printer than the one I've got. I mean, I, I've never made any secret of the fact that I have like the, uh, the bottom level uh, resin printer. It's got an yeah. RGB screen. Um, so I cannot recommend metallic resin for anybody with uh, a photon s no okay. hmm. i've just had way too many problems with it i'm i still really want it to work and i'll still see if i can make it work but it's it's just been such a headache to get this stuff to work that sucks That's a bummer. yeah Dang. yeah because i i really thought it you know uh a christmas tree topper printed in metallic gold would look nice yeah, yeah that but... would have been really nice to get that off and if i can well, make it work it'll still look nice but it's i'm gonna have to half like... the bottle to achieve it right right <laughs> or is it one of those things where you, you you can print it in clear and then use the metallic gold to layer layer over it with a with a paintbrush before you cure it well and see if i were to do that i've got metallic gold paint that cost like um a buck a fifty fraction. for the bottle. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> and, and it looks just fine. So yeah. there's there's no point in in painting over uh any other resin with metallic gold resin for the price I paid for the bottle. Yeah. Cause I, I think this I think this bottle was sixteen dollars. Okay. So And if it if it worked that it'd be more than worth it to you, I think. But oh yeah, absolutely spending half the bottle trying to figure it out sounds preventatively expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you figure it out before yeah. the end of the bottle, then it might be worth the R&D for another bottle. Right. I mean, once I get it dialed in, I'm sure that it'll be fine, but it's getting there that is such the problem. So I, I think I will continue trying it just because I'm stubborn and I have the resin. If I didn't have the resin, I wouldn't. Like, if it was still a failure the entire bottle through, then I'll just say, screw it. This is not going to work with my printer. Okay. But, um, that sounds about right. So, if you can't figure it out by the end there. 
Right. So if I do get it figured out, I will ha come in with an update and have uh, recommended settings for the Photon S for the listeners. Um, just right now, it's it's uh, not been successful. That, that sounds good. That that sucks. Yeah. Spending that kind of money on a resin like that and having it fail so yeah so badly. Yeah. But it, it kind of did remind me of when I was doing my own experiments with glitter. Now, the glitter I was using was um, not as dense in the uh, resin, but it was also larger particles of glitter. So it had a okay. similar effect. Did it? Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, I was working with glitter over the holidays, too. <laughs> Were you? So be before we go on too far, have I talked to you guys about cold casting? at all cold on the podcast or ever i don't think so. so i don't think so there's a method i heard about it specifically with bronze or copper um where instead of you know the normal casting process is you pour hot metal into a mold and then clean it up after you break the mold off well yeah. with cold casting you have your mold and i guess you would put like a blank in the core but you fill it with a clear resin and then um the metal dust and stir it up real good until it sits sets okay and then when you take off the mold it's been cast in copper or bronze or whatever but it didn't require any hot metal to achieve it okay and this methodology with the glitter and all that kind of sounds like an evolution of cold casting that anybody can do at home oh okay yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like kind of like uh what uh um, some of these woodworkers do with 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 resin they'll 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 cast various stuff in resin and that's where i was going is i actually um my father-in-law uh he's in his retirement has taken up uh woodworking he made himself a nice wood shop and Wait, in his retirement he was a carpenter professionally so taking up woodworking doesn't seem like that much of a stretch right well sort of there he was a journeyman carpenter and now he's you know doing wood turning and whatnot so, so. now he's using his profession for his hobby because it's an easy transition yeah <laughs> well, well i mean if he's a sorry, carpenter, Chris, he probably enjoyed start, working with the wood to start with stapling stapling you, yeah nailing two by fours together is quite a bit different from using a wood lathe that's yeah. true. Fair. I accept that. <laughs> Having done both, it is very much different. <laughs> so, Chris, did you uh, work on any projects the last couple of weeks? So, yeah, that's where I was getting, actually. I uh, For this glitter, um, we we were, my, my, my father-in-law needed um, uh, a, a glitter spritzing apparatus, right? So, we were thinking, like, <laughs> maybe getting a get, getting one of those uh shaker bottles like you use for spices or something but, okay okay um it turns out that i've got these little squeezy bottles with uh with fine tips on them and so okay. if you clip the tip right right where you want it you get you can just squeeze it and you get a fine spritz of glitter okay. but nice to, to get the to get the glitter in the bottle you need a really small funnel so <laughs> you can't squeeze it and stick it in and let it vacuum in. Um, well, the wife was was putting this all together, and so I just went with what she wanted. 
So, <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> okay. the smart. So Fair. anyway, so 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 yeah, I I found some. I I was able to get some of my old, uh, old plastic to work long enough to make a a a, a few, um, funnels. Okay. For for the for this, so worked out great. He seems to like it. So I did that. Um. Oh my gosh, I did print more things. I'm just my head. <laughs> my head. My head's hit a blank. Uh, oh, you're fine. I, I can offer more distractions if you like. There's one that came <laughs> to mind. Um, a wash bottle might work really well. Like the ones um, that Andy uses for his mobile uh, bidet. Bidet type. Yes. Yeah. Bidet. It's just oh. a. It's got your regular squeeze bottle, and it's got the straw that goes inside it, and you. It pulls from the bottom when you squeeze it, and it seems like it'd do you the glitter probably just as well as any other. It's not what what's that term for the thing that's not a fluid and not a gas? Plasma. It's like a super fluid or something. What is it? I don't anyway, know. it does that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it would work real well with your glitter, I think, too. If you need to replace the tool that you decided to use. Yeah. But yeah. again, not for me. It's <laughs> it's for the. <laughs> so he what he's doing is he's 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 doing a um, uh like a a, a poly uh, a poly coat on top of the wood or whatever, and then he's spritzing it with glitter as it as it okay. dries, you know. So yeah. So is this is this tool thing that you're kind of talking about? Is it like the same way you would applic or you would use for uh, like a graphite applicator? Where you're kind of spraying a dry material using something that looks like it would do water or liquids. Yeah, that's exactly it. These little oh, bottles okay. were designed for, designed for liquids. Okay. And they're 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 like little ten milliliter bottles. Yeah. So anyway, um, we did that, and um, so the holidays were upon us. So yeah. I printed up some some more of those uh, measuring tape spools. Uh, for the um, um, sewing measuring tapes for the women's in my in the wife's family, okay. um, I printed uh, a white elephant box. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, it's just just, just big enough to hold something like a gift card or something, you know. Okay, still nice. And uh, one of my one of my prints uh, started going south, like when I was halfway through printing, trying to print the lid, so I didn't get the yeah. top of it, so it was just an elephant outline. Okay. So I, mm -hmm. I took that, and it's, uh, uh, I, I just threw it in the box. I, 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 I threw it in the stocking for my sister-in-law, who has a strange love of, of elephants. <laughs> there and you go. That's a good use of like, a filter. She's like, oh, this is a really nice cookie cutter. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I like just, that. Just don't use it more than once. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I did I did tell her I was like, these are really our decorations. <laughs> um and um I for for the holidays also I did get new materials. I got did you? some I got a roll of PETG and a roll of TPU. Oh, nice. So I will finally be printing with something other than PLA. Nice. That works. Nice. nice to have the options. 
Yep, especially because I I needed to, um, oh, I I needed to start. I needed to print something out of TPU, and now I forgot what that was. <laughs> but yes, I need I I I need to do some TPU printing now. TPU is definitely one. I mean, a lot of the times you can get away with using PLA in place of P PETG or vice versa, but PLA or TPU is its it's its own special thing. It's so awesome material. The durability is just amazing. Um, my phone case that I printed a while back has its first little problem. I've got a little bit of a single line that's lifting a layer right there on the on the living hinge of my cell phone, and I just got to get in there and clip it off. You can see it sticking up like a okay. like a hangnail. Uh, so far, it's the only damage that this uh, whole case has taken. The hinge is still like completely in good working order and looking great. Oh, it almost awesome. looks like I it was sewn together, and it's part of the stitch that's coming off instead of yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. Perfect. I put when I printed this, I printed it with like uh, six or eight outside uh, shells. Mm -hmm. So going around the outside edge are straight lines, and then the inside with the hinge, I did at forty-five degrees. Right. Um, this is three layers that make up my living hinge on my phone case. The back one is absolutely vertical, and then the two inside ones are at 45 degrees. And then the outside of that print has like six or eight shells of straight. That way, um, around the hinge, it doesn't come loose. So it acts like but, a seam. Yeah. Huh. I, I tried to put a lot of thought into the way it, it printed the, the shells out on, on it in the direction of the, the print and all that kind of stuff, so... And it's paying off because it's still going like, strong. I, I would think so. Use. I mean, one of the one of the things you use and abuse the most is your cell phone case. Yeah, no kidding. And this has been working great. So I, I absolutely love that I got a printed the perfect cell phone case because I like the vertical flip ones. But all the vertical flip ones out there, they make upside down compared to what I like. I like it flipping around from the top, not flipping from the bottom. And so, like, the hole for the camera and stuff is always in the wrong place, and I always wind up cutting them apart and making them work the way I want it to. So having one that does exactly what I want is pretty awesome, and it's more durable than one of those cardboard, pleather-painted cases anyway. So they're, they're so nice. you brought it up. Do you know how long your other one lasted you, just out of curiosity? Um, That one, so the first one I made... The hinge started falling apart after seven or eight months of use. Okay. Um, it wasn't quite a full year, if I remember right. And that hinge, I, I didn't put forth as much effort into doing it well either. I think I only, I think it was only one or two layers. Um, and this one is three. And uh, they were completely horizontal. <laughs> like one of the layers was horizontal. One of the layers was vertical. So there was only really the vertical layer that was holding it together. So one single layer for the entire living hinge and it started to tear, which makes sense that it would. But, right. Uh, we, uh, well, you, you started designing this during the summer. So it's been six, seven months. You've had this one done. Is that yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So and I would, I would say it's still damage free except for that hangnail, but that's not, the hangnail fingernail itself. clippers can take care of that just as easy as they do an actual hangnail. So yeah, I think I'm actually going to try to glue it back down. That way, it still looks good. It doesn't look like it's got a little piece of a 
of a trace missing, but still, it's working great. Fine. So. Do it your <laughs> way. Well, he's got that nice chemical glue stuff. Should take should work pretty good. Yeah, I should try yep. that actually. The stuff that melts TPU. Yeah. Oh, that would be a good idea, a good use for that. Then I just put a little dab on it and then clamp it, just like as if it was glue, and I'm sure it'll eat up the rubber a little bit and then evaporate and then it'll resolidify and be one solid piece. Cool. Nice. So uh we got a little far afield there, Chris. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about from the last couple of weeks? No, I was hoping Andy Andy would just still keep running with the tangent and go on on what he was doing. Yeah, well, sorry I didn't we go. Need to overrun you there, Chrissy. I apologize for that. <laughs> I, I I believe you, Andy. <laughs> well, why, why don't Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you did do the last couple of weeks besides uh, hyper focus on your uh, cell phone case? Yes, yes. Um, I only spent a couple of days staring at the cell phone case. Give me a break. Spent three weeks. <laughs> um, so this this last three weeks here, because you know we had the the two holidays where we just did our little short recordings. We got three weeks worth of material, and um, this is the most I have used my printer this entire time. Um, <laughs> right as right as we got done recording for our last podcast before Christmas here, uh, the wife came home. And um, I had printed a um, an articulated dragon for her that she wanted printed just off the Thingiverse. And she fell in love with this thing. And she brought it to work to sit on her stand. My wife is a hairstylist. so And uh, people at work were asking her where she got it or she's selling them and things like that. So she came home with like an intention of, hey, I think I've got another product I could sell. Um the shop that she works in, they do sell random stuff inside of the salon. And uh, my wife already makes earrings and jewelry and stuff like that by hand. And so uh, this was something she says that she wants to look into uh, printing these dragons. Because, you know, we saw them in other places and they seem to be really expensive for what they're charging. And so, you know, I, I can't design something like that, but uh, we could look into seeing if... Um, uh, you know, what people's commercial payments that they want to accept for their designs and stuff are. And so Jenny looked around and, and she found a, a pretty good one um, uh, where uh, they charge more like a, um, what's it called? A subscription model to sell okay. her works. And she will sell you the individual STLs. And then if you want the commercial license from them, then you jump on their subscription and then you can sell them commercially. And so we, she's picked out what five separate models that she likes, five separate of these articulated dragons. And we printed three different sizes of them. And um, I think I've printed about 30 of these darn things over the last three weeks. The printer's just been running nonstop <laughs> printing these dragons, all different colors and, and stuff. I've never had so much colored PLA my entire 3d printing time. But uh, we went and got, I think, like six or seven separate rolls of uh, that special silk-colored PLA and have been running them off on, on that. And um, she's already sold enough that it's already paid for all the PLA. Nice. So right now, it's all <laughs> monkey, profit. Monkey brains you know, like all of the colors. <laughs> yeah. Andy, I had That's a true. hunch that if anybody was going to violate the amateur part of our title, it was going to be you. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I still call it still classified as amateur. Um, yeah, but you, you're you're now <laughs> professional. 
Andy, oh. you're not an amateur. You're a professional. You are oh, selling your product. I'm well, still the amateur. Okay. She's the one selling it. <laughs> this, you, this is this that, is falling all underneath her schedule C, not you, mine. You so. are the printer supporting her sales acumen. <laughs> there you go. I just provide the equipment, um, but uh, yeah, and I've the skill and the time and the <laughs> right. You got a good I, point. I I am the one being the chiropractor, getting all their spines free and washing all the hairspray off of them and everything. I am kind of doing everything. I did sit down and even use the laser cutter to cut out labels um, <laughs> because part of her license is a um, where we got to recognize her for it as well. The, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever that's called. Um, so the like the labels got to have her name and a link to her stuff and all that other kind of stuff designed by such and such. And and we wound up even using the the laser cutter on it to cut some uh, labels out. And that was neat. I think I mentioned that already. Uh, I went to go cut them out, but discovered that at a certain power output, I can cut through the paper and mm-hmm. not hurt the backing paper very much. And so, like, it turned into, like, normal labels that you just pull off the backing paper. Very From, cool. That's right. You did mention that with the uh, the sticky label stuff. Yeah. 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 You got us, got us all jealous about that because, you know, <clears throat> back when when my wife was trying to sell things individually when she was uh, trying to do a, a soap shop or yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, gosh, it was in, an incredible headache to go buy all the different size labels and then make pre-formatted uh, Word uh, documents from these v- various label types and yeah. then print them all out, print them, make them look nice. And yeah. I, again, I was saying, and heaven help you if the printer misfeeds it. You know. <laughs> yeah. The, the first plus one colored, I did. Oh, or sorry. Plus, plus colored ink is like horridly expensive. Yeah. Oh man, I, I tell you what, back from back in the day using inkjet printers, there is nothing better than going to a colored laser printer that you can sit and not use for months at a time and then just know that it will work the minute you try to use it. Yeah. There's nothing better. Clogged because clogged the powder doesn't thing clog. Past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, so we got those and, and next you know, the first set of labels I printed, the label paper is not very expensive either. I think it was like seven dollars for a hundred sheets too on Amazon. So it was pretty cheap stuff. But uh when my first cuts I didn't have aligned quite well. Um I think next time I go to do labels, I'm going to intentionally make some markers on my cut sheet on the cut instructions. Um that will line up with like points of the text in the label itself in the, the printed label. That way I could line it up with text instead of trying to like line up an offset to where it's actually going to be cutting. So, Oh, I was like, why don't you just make a, a, a jig to, to, to stick on your cutter? Kind of like um, how when you scan a paper, you line it up in the corner to scan it. You could just Do make that, a yeah. quick jig. We do that, but it's for like, if we're only doing one or two sheets, that takes a little bit more time. But when I've cut foam and stuff for the wife where we're doing a lot of sheets. So on my laser cutter, um, it's not strong enough to cut through sheet metal. So I use a big piece of sheet metal uh, to set the cutter down on so I don't burn anything when, you know, for whatever I'm using it on. 
but sheet metal is magnetic. And so I got a bunch of these really thin um, magnet or uh, neodymium magnets that I can put down onto the, the on the sheet metal to make like outlines to be able to, to line up like the paper or whatever when you put it in. So it's always lined up and stuff. But uh, so using magnets indexed. for lining up. Yes, yes. They, these things have been awesome to use for that. <clears throat> that and we got another project coming up too, talking about the laser cutter that um, I'm going to wind up uh, taking my laser cutter apart and upgrading it. I got some right. longer extrusions. I'm going to make my laser cutter have the option to be bigger by almost a foot. So. Right now it's 400 millimeters by 400 millimeters, and I'm gonna bring it up closer. Let's see, it's like 900 millimeters long, so that should be like a eight, maybe 750 millimeters cuts cut area with the new uh, extrusions. But we'll see. That'll be a project all on its own in a couple of weeks. I'll talk about. But uh, yeah, I'm already gonna tear apart the laser cutter and and, and Frankenstein it. So. <laughs> It works so well on the 3D printer, so hopefully I'll be able to do extra stuff with this one as well. It's easy to crash, so, I mean, it's dumb enough that I can get it to do whatever I want it to do, so all it does is have to be able to physically do it. I think I'll be set. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've been 3D printing a lot of those dragons. I've put four or five reels of plastic through my printer over the last three weeks. It's, it hasn't stopped working. Um, I've even been setting um, an alarm in the middle of the night to jump up and restart the printer for a new print job and things like that. So it's really been running like almost a hundred percent of the time. It's like got probably like a 90, 95% runtime over the last three weeks. Nice. You're working uh, harder than most of the pros I know. <laughs> Dude. Um, I, I like doing stuff like that. Like even like on Saturdays here, uh, it's laundry day for me. In fact, the listeners might not even know I spend the entire podcast folding my laundry in front of everybody every week. So that's, uh, I do think that's you've Mike. mentioned it at least once. You have. Really? Yeah. But uh, getting ready for laundry day, I still set alarms in the middle of the night to you know, push the laundry through a, cy a cycle so it's ready to go. It's just, I, I'm one of those people that got lucky with the way their mind's set up. I can wake up and go right back to sleep really, really easily. So I take advantage of that. And it doesn't hurt me at all to wake up real quick, go do something, and then come back to bed. A lot of the times I don't even remember doing it half the time because I never actually wake up during the wake up time. So that's great. Nice. But, uh, got sounds all that like, done already. Sounds like had... sleepwalking, except for you are uh, <laughs> uh, lucid dreaming <laughs> while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I've already had to adjust uh, my Delrin rollers on my carriage. So I've definitely already broken them in. Um, I went to go start a print job and noticed, wow, I've got a lot of movement in the in the carriage. Not seeing it in the prints. The prints are still looking great, but uh, maybe I should tighten those up a little bit before I move forward. And they're, they're, the, the rollers themselves are starting to look hairy. And I, they, I don't think they were over-tightened. If they were over-tightened, they've worn well past the over-tightening part and were just wearing all together. So... Uh, I'll have to see. I might have to replace some some Delrin. And there's another type of plastic out. I remember I was reading or listening to another 3D podcast here that they were talking about a different kind of plastic used instead of Delrin for rollers. And that uh, they were talking about how Del, Del you know, all higher mighty, all oh, those poor saps still using Delrin rollers and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm one of those poor saps that's using those. So 
you know, maybe maybe next time I buy some more rollers here. I've still got a bunch I need to get through that are still brand new, but maybe once they're done, I'll try the different plastic, whatever they were talking about. I was going to say, I, I just bought a collection of a hundred of them about six months ago. Yeah. I don't think it's, I think it's going to take me a while to get through these. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't, I don't really think it's a problem because the wear time on those rollers is, is pretty, pretty long. So it's not yeah. too big of a hassle to replace them. And they're, they're not hard to replace. So it might not be a problem. And, and if it's one of those things where the new plastic is like three times as expensive compared to a Delrin, I'm just going to buy a Delrin. So they seem forgiving because you can over tighten them just a little bit and know that after the first like print job, they'll be worn down to where they exactly where they need to be. And I, I love that about them. So yeah. Sounds good to me. But um, we're talking about emergency 3D printing the other day, uh, or uh, two weeks ago uh, for Christmas. And I ran into one of those situations. We were even talking about white elephant gifts. Um, I managed to lose $100,000 that I was going to give away for a white elephant gift. And um, so the 3D printer came in real handy for being able to print. We just printed another one of those dragons up for for the uh, the, the party. But... It was very convenient to be able to just have the printer there to be able to whip something up, you know, the Christmas gift that got lost or whatever, and um, have that ready to go and have something else. My, my question is, I don't understand how you lost so, all that fake money but, that you ordered just yeah. before our last episode. Yeah. Um, I, I, you gave it to me, Andy. That, that explains a lot. Was it in the bag as a gift that I gave you? It was. I just assumed you were given it as a gag gift. And so... Oh, okay. Okay. So it was I've got it. I gave I I I I ended up I ended up giving away like uh three three of them, you know, but oh, the whole okay. I still have the rest of the box, dude. <laughs> oh nope, no, you're so if that was supposed to be a white elephant gift, you're totally fine. Um yeah, go ahead and keep it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, that wow, there's money apart. in here. Okay, <laughs> we I, were was, like, I was all, all we, excited. We were a little confused. We're like, this is, this is this is one of the oddest gag gifts Andy has given us. But. <laughs> and, and we're talking about the guy who gives you a picture of himself every year for something you can wear. Right. <laughs> You got to know who it's from, or else who would you know? <laughs> Speaking so, of faces um... on things, <laughs> uh, I got but... I got a secret Krampus gift this year. Uh, it Did was you? it was uh, Nicholas Cage's face on a pillow. Like it's one of those pillows oh, with cool. sequins, and you if you brush them one way it it makes it all black if you bring it down it's nicholas cage's face it was hilarious wow oh that's awesome yeah. i like so, it yeah my my sister-in-law got a pickleless cage somebody 3, <laughs> 3d printed her a uh, a pickle with nicholas cage's face on it oh. <laughs> that's funny i think i've seen some of those around too so yeah yeah that, that is funny for some reason, I mean, I know it's not related, but that reminds me of the... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Pretty... Do you know what podcast this is? What podcast? Like the one yeah. we're doing right now? Yeah. You said you know it's not related. Yeah. To Nicholas Cage. 
(laughs) (laughs) But seeing some people printing what looks to be like an air duct and putting a picture of Bruce Willis crawling through the air duct and making an ornament out of it. I'm very against putting unrelated ornaments on my tree. Otherwise, I would have done that this year. (laughs) That one crept up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember to leave a pack of smokes and and, uh, (laughs) a... (laughs) <laughs> and a pistol in the air ducts for for or, uh, for Bruce Willis this year. Since uh, uh, Violent Night came out, yeah. Um, now what you want to leave is a pack of smokes and a uh, two fingers of scotch. So <laughs> <laughs> talking about leaving stuff out here, um, my son. Uh, we don't want to hear up. about that, Andy. Please keep it PG. Oh, oh dear. Okay. Uh, I'll try. Um, my son stepped up his, uh, what he expects from Christmas this year. And he set up a camera trap to capture Santa Claus this year for the, in front of the Christmas tree. So that was an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to, to leaving stuff out. Um, yeah, he got some, some video of Santa Claus this year. Oh, you didn't pull the Polaroid trick? What Polaroid <laughs> trick is that? Where you put a Polaroid in front of the camera and then... Yeah, yeah. So, so you take a Polaroid camera, you set it next to the camera, right next to the camera, take a picture, and then take the Polaroid and set it in front the the picture oh, itself no. and set it in front of the camera and then do your thing and then pull the Polaroid away. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, he caught um, he caught me and the wife setting the gifts out that, that we put out because we... I've got a, a toddler still, so we can't leave gifts under the Christmas tree as they're wrapped. So he's, he's, he could see me and the wife putting some presents out or whatever. And and then uh, um, my son's got all disappointed because he's like, oh, it's just it's just mom and dad putting the presents out. And, and I'm explaining to him like, well, yeah, th- that's the presents that we put out for you. But but look, there's only like a couple under the tree there. That's not what Santa left last night. And so he watches a little bit more and then. Here comes Santa coming in. Santa puts all the Christmas presents up and sits there and eats the cookies and all that and then leaves. And my son's like, oh, I just got proof of Santa Claus. He's all excited about it. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I approve. Hope, hopefully it doesn't come a uh, a normal thing every year. But uh, no, no, yeah. just just pull the Polaroid, Polaroid trick next time around. <laughs> Like, or ah, one nice year. try. Well, one year you have I mean, someone come in as Krampus and take gifts. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. I mean, I did watch the footage and I did notice that a- after Santa left, he came back in and looked at the camera and did the naughty naughty <laughs> finger and turned the camera off. So you could have it be like, yeah, Chris's idea there would r- work very well because Santa's gonna be like, uh, nope. We're gonna. Put a stop I, I let you this. have it once. I'm not gonna do it again. That was right. your yeah. Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, you know, going back to the secret Krampus, I I just remembered. Um, I I think I mentioned what I was gonna do for my sister who hates hot dogs. Um, oh. If I didn't, if I didn't, what I what I ended up doing was uh, I I got some of those. Uh, Horn dog bites, okay. and I covered them in chocolate. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And You're like, a terrible person. <laughs> and then I sprinkled the powder. Then I then I sprinkled powdered sugar on them while the chocolate was still hardening, and <laughs> so then I put them all in a box. And and I also I included one of the uh, mimic ornaments. I, the, this uh, this uh, alien star topper that I was trying to print with the metallic gold was intended yeah. to be part of this, but I couldn't make it work. And so then I gave it to her and she opened it up and, and she looked into the box and said, chocolates. Oh. And then she looked up at me and said, are these chocolate covered jalapeno poppers? And I said, no. No. <laughs> and she's like, I, no, wink, wink. I, she's like, I just, I feel like I shouldn't trust these. And I said, why not? <laughs> she's like, just, I don't think you would have given me something good so i feel like i need to cut into the one of these to make sure it's not bad and, then, no. and i was like no just take a bite and she said i'm not gonna take it's probably like chocolate covered hot dogs or something <laughs> so Dang. she got up and she she got a knife and cut one open she's like it is and she was laughing really hard but then as how long did it take her to gain this kind of distrust in you kevin <laughs> well just knowing that it was a secret krampus gift is is all it took was she's like she's like it, it's secret krampus there's no way this is going to be something worth eating but then what she did was as people were because there were only a few people there at this point so then as as unsuspecting victims would come into the room or into the house she'd go up and be like you want a chocolate (laughs) definitely your sister dude and some people would be like well i don't know if i should trust these and she's like oh come on it's all right kevin made them and so then people would be like, oh, well, if Kevin made them, because everybody in my family knows that I make good desserts and stuff, and they're thinking, why would he do something mean? <laughs> Not remembering that, that we were doing Secret Krampus. So they t- take a bite and just watching their faces as they're like, it's a hot dog. <laughs> Oh, this is vile. (laughs) (laughs) But you can, and then laughing at everybody else that came in and ate it too, right? Yeah, you you can. You can increase your chances of success by making like the first row something that actually is good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that they grab the first one, they cut into it, and they're like, "Oh, this is a chocolate." Oh, they get to the second row and it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like and of course you tell them there are there, actual you know? real chocolates in there i just don't remember where they are <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful wow yeah uh, that that's a good that's a good prank i like that <laughs> yeah it, it was a popular one yeah that's good but that's uh, that's pretty much all that that I did. That was three D printing related. Just printing dragons. Still printing dragons. Uh, the wife did say that she wants me to. Um, she's uh, got uh, the the person we're we're buying the STLs from has got some cute little dragons, and the wife's telling me that she wants me to do some of those, but make an egg for them. And an egg is a geomo- ge- the shape that I can do. 
and she wants mm -hmm. the two two halves to screw together. So that'll be something that I I need to sit down and and make this weekend uh, to add to the little collection that she's doing. But yeah, there's some money in them stupid dragons, and I, I I'm not. You guys know me. I'm not somebody who likes to take other people's designs and do them. I like to do my own. Right. But there is something about those articulated dragons that are just so cute. Man, it's like it's like it's a dang real animal when you get them printed out, you know? I love them. Yep. They're cool. Welcome to uh, the, the, the... I know the word. And it what? has escaped me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Welcome to the religion of articulated 3D printed dragons there, Andy. <laughs> cult. That's okay. it. Welcome the to the cult. cult. There you go. <laughs> well, all I had to do was stop trying to remember. Yeah. Well, we're we're definitely just sitting here and manufacturing those things daily. So I, I think we're we're reaching the limit. She said she wanted uh let's see, there's five that she's picked out, and so we got three of each size. So there's fifteen that she wants on hand. And she wants to make three more of these ones that are in eggs. So I'm almost to the stock level that she wants, but she's already sold a bunch of them. And so I've already had to go through and reprint a bunch that she's already sold. So nice. Wow. You it's might have up. to buy buy a 3D printer just to dedicate to her business adventures. Yeah. 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 We'll have to see. I mean, if she's really selling that much, then so be it. That'll be great. I don't mind managing a printer for her, but... Uh, It'd be worth it, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, especially if she's making money from it, so... But the business can pay for itself. Yeah, and since it's happening um, inside her um, salon, um, all of this just goes straight to ske the Schedule C that we use for her, you know, uh, contractor work at the salon. So as far as, like, taxes and all that goes, it's already... We already got something we could just dump it into to be able to do it all properly and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's working out pretty good. But uh, yeah, that's it for that. Um, I did sit down and I got a hankering of wanting to, uh, while I was cleaning up the living room in my basement here to set myself up an office, um, I wound up taking and pulling out an airplane that I had made and have 3D printed a couple years ago. It's just one of those big foam airplanes, but I had printed like engine mounts that I can connect to the, 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 the plane's wings and, and made this big styrofoam airplane, uh, an RC airplane. I made a battery pack for it and all that other kind of stuff. It was kind of a fun little project, but it got me into uh, wanting to see if I can design a, a plane from scratch. And so I did sit down and, and play with that a little bit. Um, I got um, a wing done and both of the main wings and started on the fuselage. But then uh, I think I may have lost interest. It was one of those things that wasn't really like a full-blown project. So I'm not going to sit down and do it. It was just something for fun. And yeah, I think I've already lost interest. Um, New project, this shiny. <laughs> this Christmas, Santa had uh, got my uh, uh, son a new laptop because the old laptop he had was the... Uh, one of my, my very first laptop I ever got back from, what was it, like 20, 2008 or so? What, weld oh, marks and everything? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been upgraded to hinges and Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But uh, So he's been using that, and it's got no dedicated graphics card. 
And so one of the problems we were running into is, is he wants to be able to do some CAD software stuff, but it's just not powerful enough to do. And mm -hmm. so Santa had gotten him a new, new computer this year. So we sat down and I went to install Tinkercad to sign up for Tinkercad to be a good, you know, he's, he, he knows how to use 3D paint and wants to move up to another middle step, but I'm not going to sit there and like give him SolidWorks or something and expect him to be able to figure it out. We need another middle step here. Right. And, uh, so Tinkercad. Tinkercad is one of the worst experiences I have ever had signing up for a software package. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So bad. I spent almost a full hour last night trying to figure this out. We finally got my son signed up for it and all that. And then it suddenly says, okay, you need parental approval. And it's asking for my email address. So we give it that. And every time you go from like the email link to the software link, it expects a whole sign in and verification through MS or SMS, which their SMS service they're using is like five minutes for to get the darn text message. It's ridiculous. And it, sometimes it was taking too long to get the text message before the, uh, the page would expire and you would ask you to send a new one. All that was absolutely terrible. And the final breaking point was the permission slip that it wanted me to sign so that my young child could play on it needed to be printed out, signed by hand, and then uh, a picture taken and then sent back to Tinkercad. And then it was like three, give them three weeks to verify it kind of crap. Wow. It was, it was, oh man, I've never had such a poor experience signing up wow. for something before. Sounds like and it's easier just to lie about his age. Oh, God, no kidding, right? I guarantee and, okay. that's what most people would have done much and sooner as, than you. As a parent, I did fail in that direction. And I told him, you know what? I give up. Just go ahead, start a new account, and give them you know, 1980 as a year when you go to do it. And never <laughs> do this again. You are never supposed to lie on this kind of stuff. But you have my permission <sighs> to do it this time. They, they made this so inanely difficult. <laughs> And then it would not let him start a new account. Uh, cookies on the web browser. Um, it was it was saying that you are recognized the IP which and is, all that. And, which is yep. which is weird because like places like Nintendo made it insanely simple. Like yeah, you know I, I just had to verify with with my with my Nintendo account. So I created a Nintendo account for myself, and then mm -hmm. it let me create a Nintendo account for my child, mm -hmm. and. It just emails me anytime she needs to, she, you know, she needs verification, which is like next to never. So, yeah. and I'm kind of surprised about the difficulty with Tinkercad because, uh, and maybe it's just in, involved in the permissions that we had to sign at the beginning of the year. But my my kid, when he was, um, and I I talked about this earlier when he was trying to make uh, design some attachment to make it so that he could. Uh, affix his trumpet to his guitar he did that <laughs> at tinkercad and he he has an account through his like a student account through his, the school he's going to yeah um, well none of my complaints are about using tinkercad it was it was right. just signing up for the account was where all the problems happened to me and if he already right. had an account that might make sense through the school already but well yeah so <sighs> i'm just saying that he got an account through the school and i don't remember 
I mean, I didn't really pay much attention to all the permission slips we're signing. It was just like, we've got these permission slips. Yeah, whatever, go for it. I mean, because they're required for the for the class. So maybe yeah. one of them was, do you give your child permission to have an account in Tinkercad? Maybe, I don't yeah. know. It could have been, yeah. Now, I don't want to give throw too much shade on Tinkercad. Maybe this is the way they have to do it. Maybe they actually do need a freaking paper-signed copy. I haven't seen any other websites for kids do that kind of crap. Maybe they need to. But I'll tell you what, we didn't wind up signing up for it last night, and we wound up giving up because of the difficulty behind it. So just... I can see there being a legalese aspect to it that is why they do it that way. Yeah, Not that but it, it necessarily needs to be that complex, but... Right. Yeah, and the, the 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 paper copy really bothered me because I was just, I mean, it was annoying having to print something off. If you, if it was something I just signed online virtually, you know, or or said that it was okay using a parent account, like, even having to make my own account. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I do my stuff at university with a DocuSign when they need me to sign something, and that works just yeah. fine. Even that would have been more acceptable than demanding an uploaded picture of the signed document on paper. Right. Yeah, it was just weird and frustrating and infuriating. It was also the website was one of those ones that just the website wasn't designed very good. So, you know, like <laughs> choosing the year was a very long scroll down to get to my year. Just little stupid things like that that were just not well designed. I might try it again later. But I think I might look into a different software for my kid to start learning. Plus, Tinkercad seems to be a Primes-based CAD software. And um, I kind of want to get him into um, more CAD-like software, more you know, sketch, well, extrude kind of stuff. So, Well, you might can still go with Fusion 360. Yeah, that one's I think free. I might wind up. I think that's going to be my next step today since it felt so bad last night trying to get him onto Tinkercad. So Fusion it is. I know you guys love Fusion, so that sounds like probably the way to go. So I didn't I didn't realize that Tinkerbell got herself an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> she designed it herself. That <laughs> was, that was we, my experience we... last night I wanted to share. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah so, thanks. what about you frank what did you do this past three weeks well i printed off some elephants i think i showed you guys some of those um yeah, yeah. i got kind of confused because you said it was a white elephant but and then it was gray. obviously gray I, I neglected to paint them before giving them, giving them away too so <laughs> there was a lot of those comments at this uh gift exchange <laughs> but uh they all loved them they all loved the benchies that came in some of the we did like five different white elephant gifts okay. and benchies were a part of one of them that was fun oh yeah um you know well you know what's fun about benchies is like there's such a huge variety of them now they've got like squiddy benchies and uh oh gosh just huge variety of benchies so when you're doing a benchy test, you can pick out of this big variety of benchies, and then the ones that succeed, you can give away. Yeah, you know, and it's not, and it's not the exact same benchy you're given to everybody. I've seen a post somebody did just a random 3D printing post of a 
of uh, somebody who was new to 3D printing that was asking for help, like, like people often do, and they had printed a Benchy, but their concern was that their Benchy would not float on water without tipping over. And what was wrong with their printer? And the Benchy <laughs> they were doing looked beautiful, looked like it came out really well, but they were upset that it wouldn't float. You know, the Benchy's not a real boat, so it just kind of tops over. You well, and, and the keel isn't heavy enough, not that there is really a keel. But uh, it's not going <laughs> to yeah. keep it upright. It's very top heavy. Yeah, but it, it made me kind of kind of snicker a little <laughs> bit that somebody was upset at their printer because their benchy didn't float right. What did I do wrong? <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. The yeah. designer did. I printed a I printed a boat. Why doesn't it float? Yeah, and you know I got small kids and we got the bathtub toys and there's several benches in, in the bathtub toys. That's usually where they go when I print them off. I go throw them in the, in the thing with the bathtub. And there's really nothing wrong with that because they're playing with it anyway. They're not necessarily expecting it to float on its own. So yeah. it doesn't really affect anything. Right. Yeah. God, it was just a couple of days ago too. Um, my, uh, my youngest, my four year old was in the bathtub being a way too loud he was he was doing his screaming play and stuff that kids will do so i went in there to tell him to be quiet and he's over there playing with the the benches and making them crash into each other and stuff while he's taking his bath so for something that typically gets thrown away it's nice to see that it's actively being played with as a toy i agree well uh the rest of the last three weeks i did a whole lot of nothing Muffler. um well not a whole lot of nothing, just nothing 3D. I made some progress on my coffee table that I've been working on for six months or so. Oh, nice. um, uh, repurposing the wood from a ottoman that we had that was not. Okay. Uh, the ottoman <laughs> was more table than anything. So I was like, okay. oh, why don't I turn it into an actual so... table? And so that's what I've been doing. So it sounds like it was more of a manual man than an ottoman, huh? <laughs> yes. Not to be confused with the uh, uh, the Turks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, the last couple of days, my wife found online a maker who um, had created a controller tree that spins onto this base and the, the screw that it spins onto is the length of like three of these modular parts tall, but you can make okay. it as tall as you want. And it's actually really well made, looks great. Okay. Oh, but yeah, uh, I saw the, saw the post of the, the your picture you posted. Very nice. Um, well, I, I don't have a whole lot of disposable income right now, so I went looking for a similar device and found the one that uh, you're talking about, Chris. It's just a a regular stand that goes, you know, it's still modular. You can put hooks on it for more controllers. It's just not um, the one that we saw that uh, that Candace found for me was uh, it's four sided, so you put the controllers on all four sides of it and it stands in the middle of whatever table or whatever you've got your uh uh game systems on um i needed to print another base and the caps to go on the uh the top part and 
I ran out of the dark plastic. So now <laughs> nice. I've got light plastic and dark plastic for some cool. of the for the stuff <laughs> that finished last night. And nice. that's literally all I've done is those two projects for 3D printing. Well, it's not like there wasn't a lot going on over the last three weeks, you know. Right. Uh, Holidays well, and, and everything. That's another reason we consciously took the time off from the podcast anyway, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's fine. We got a whole year worth to to look up to of uh, 3D printing goodness. Indeed. Yep. And, and you uh you guys will see me printing some of those kind of controller stands too. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got like uh like over half a dozen systems with controllers that I need to make, you know, mounts for. Yeah. 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 And these ones That's be worked neat. out real good. Now, the the stand that I got was especially good for controllers without the cables. So as you get into your older controllers, you might want to purpose find just for that controller. Well, the Dreamcast is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just to get sure. in and design just your own do a on that one. coat hanger for that one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> well, that's good. That it's working out. Got any big plans of things that you might be coming up on this week to print? Um. Well, I got a an electronic drum set. For Christmas from my father-in-law because he's freaking amazing, and um, it does not have a laptop surface. (laughs) So I was thinking about designing and printing off some brackets for that so that I can put my laptop on the same frame as everything else. Okay. Once I, I I think that I need to figure out how to pipe the. the sound through my laptop first and I'm not quite there. Okay. But yeah. So that that's on my list and the the drum set is just an electronic drum set so it's got the the pipe frame and actually the parts look like they are uh powder bed fusion print 3D printed which is awesome. Oh, really? <laughs> that's cool. And um it's just the 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 black nylon but uh it looks like they were 3D printed that and it just looks great. It's awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Um so there's that, but otherwise and I am not certain I'll even get to that project <laughs> when I have so many other projects not 3D printed oriented to yeah. uh, abuse my time. So good deal. Very good deal. Did you get your office set up there then, Andy? Nope. Nope, not at all. Um, so when uh, at the beginning of uh, the Christmas vacation here, the week before Christmas, I took that whole week off, and I was also having my windows installed. When the installer came over, we have a water cooler set out back that goes in through the window that we thought would be far enough away. And I asked him while he was there, is that going to interfere? Because there was a couple of questions we had about stuff that if we had to move it, we could just move it right away if we needed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he did say, yeah, that the cooler would be in the way. And um, so me and the wife went out there and people were coming into the house. So the anxiety suddenly shot through the roof and people were not really thinking about the weight of the water cooler. 
I didn't pull the filters out. And this is, I'm, I, I, I changed the filters every two years. And this is the mm-hmm. end of the two years. So they're very heavy right now. It was also filled sure. with a little bit of water that I usually tip up to drain the rest of it out because the drain plug sits like a quarter inch above the bin. And, uh, but anyway, me and the wife just kind of jerked it off there and put it down and I threw my back out kind of bad, um, muscle only. I didn't do any spinal damage, but I have not been capable for the last three weeks here at all. It's been miserable. So like the wife had to put all this stuff back, all the furniture and stuff back. And I've just been sitting on the couch pretty much the whole time uh, with my back just killing me. And uh, I'm down to about a quarter of the amount of pain I was in which is good. I am getting better, but um, I'm not prepared to move heavy stuff yet. So a whole project downstairs here, it's got a couple more things that need to be moved. And I might actually do a little bit of it today, uh, but um, I'm hoping. I also did go down to the store and price uh, tables to make up the bench that goes along this back wall for the office. And so I got those ready to go, but um, I haven't actually really done anything because of my back. So hopefully after a little while here, another week or two, I'll get the table once i put the tables in place that's going to be kind of it and i'll be able to get the old sla printer out and finally turn it on and start experimenting with that so i'm excited it's been just sitting in a box back here the entire time completely ready to go for what like a month two months now or something so it's begging to me i can hear it at night screaming from the laundry room maybe that's why you wake up (laughs) so but that, that's me. So as soon as my back gets a little bit better, I've been doing a little bit here and there. And I plan on doing a little bit this weekend to it, too. Uh, but I've got it, most of it's pretty much cleaned up back here because for when we did the windows. So I've only got a few more things to do. And uh, before I go down, make the run and buy the tables. OK, sounds good. exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. That, and yeah. the 3D cutter, too. That's another thing I'm excited to be able to do. Uh, when I get those new extrusions, I think I'll be able to get the new extrusions, set the belts up on them and be able to swap them. So I can have a smaller 3d cutter. And when I want it to be bigger, I can just put the two, the two swap, the two extrusions out and be able to have that extra size. Cause it's got belts that come down each edge. Let me show you guys this here. I'll show you the plan real quick here. Look, Andy, so it's not is... about the size. It's about how you use it. Oh, Amen. But also having it so mobile is really nice too. I can just pull it off the wall here, but uh, you can see in each one of these tracks, I've got a belt and the belt is actually like screwed in to each end. You can see it there, how it's sticking out the edge there. And uh, when you're talking about how it's actually moving, the belt goes up into the gantry and then comes back out. So I should be able to just make these long extrusions here. I should be able to make new ones with new belts and be able to just swap them. There's only four screws holding in, holding this whole thing together for these two sides. So I should be able to swap these out and make it substantially longer. Um, huh. But yeah, that's the plan. Wow, that, so. that is in, incredibly light. Yeah, yeah, it's all just aluminum. It's it's dumb, It's I mean, it's a, just like our 3D printers. It's just dumb aluminum extrusion with, um, uh what are they called stepper motors attached to it and the laser module that's why i was saying like the cost really isn't the gantry at all the gantry is a really cheap kind of thing that the entire cost of a laser cutter is the actual laser itself so if you guys ever come across a 
cheap one that you can get for you know one to two hundred dollars, I would jump on it because that's been a, another tool right up there with everything else. It's been extremely useful. Thank you for not abusing the uh, the term game changer. I'm getting tired of that. Me too. Everything's. It seems like everything these days is a game changer. Yeah. Steam <laughs> better is my than game being changer. Un- better than being everything being unprecedented. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> tired of that one as well. Or iconic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to Epic. I was okay with that one for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or... Was fine. Epic was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Legendary literally means worthy, worthy of a story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's uh, all I got, I think. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to awesome. be working on a, uh, you have to I'm understand a lemon. what awesome is. Sorry. You're printing a lemon. A lemon. A lemon? A lemon. Yeah. I need a to lemon. make a combustible lemon. Yeah. A combustible lemon ah, to okay. burn your house down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I need to burn. I need to burn Andy's Andy's house down. <laughs> burn your house down with lemons. Oh, I promised. I promised if I if 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 you're fa- if I got a face full of pants this year, I was gonna burn your house down. <laughs> now, now, anything to, for you to be Kate. fair. That that's not life giving you lemons. That's Andy giving you pants with his face on them. So. <laughs> And, and you have to try to make life take the lemons back first. <laughs> I uh, I accidentally sent them to my home address instead of being directly to your address this year. And so I, I got to, to actually see the gift before giving it to you this time. They were pretty awesome. That one made yeah, me take three yeah. separate pictures to put on the pants. And I don't know where the paw prints came from. It, that was not on the order I sent, but I figured whatever, it's fine. <laughs> But yeah, I was I was like, that is a very Andy kind of thing. So yeah, that part wasn't intentional. It was supposed to be just black, but uh, yeah, you got paw prints. But figuring the type of gift it was, you know, whatever. <laughs> were they fox paw prints? No, they were not. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think the the thing I did was was for like like the picture on it was showing your pet on the pet's face on the the, the pants. And uh, and they did an excellent job of cutting my face out and putting it all over the pants. I got to give them credit, but most of the pictures on the ad were for animals. So, <laughs> way to use way to use something not as intended, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I even made sure, like I even stood up behind a, an all black curtain, so thinking it would be you know would work better um, with that, and wore a, a black shirt and everything. So I can get some good pictures. I even sat there and practiced facial expressions for 10 minutes. You have no idea how much work goes into making these kinds of gifts. <laughs> I even like went and redid my hair, brushed it all out, brushed my beard out, getting ready. Yes. Hope not, not, not that you've got that much beard to brush out in the first place. Not compared to you, man. This is about, I, I get about what, this is like three, Four inches of growth, five inches of growth. If I hold on to it, otherwise it's like two. And that's just as long as mine will get. It won't get any longer. I don't really trim the the bottom here, lengthwise at all, and it just doesn't get much longer. So, not don't got the brilliant beard you can pull off. But 
I got you it's beat on almost... my hair, so. Oh, I'm getting there. Um, the beard is almost, what is that? Uh, priestly length. Okay. Have you seen the shirts that have got the different lines for how long the beard is? And yeah. Yeah. Lee is right at about the belt line and all that. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, actually for the first time in a while, I can get most of my beard into the first part of the braid too. So yes. Yes. Yeah, you you do you do. Good, There's always been good. stragglers, at least for the last while. I been used happy to with like it. like being clean shaven, but I don't have a chin, and I realized if I have fur down here, you don't notice that I'm chinless. So it's great. I gotta hide these kind of things. It's like glasses. If I don't wear my glasses, you notice I don't really have eyebrows either, and it's kind of creepy. So <laughs> <laughs> you, they don't hide your eyebrows that well, Andy, or your lack thereof. Yeah, but they they kind of take the attention away from it at least of the lack of I don't know they're they're, they're there <laughs> I do have hair there it's just so lightly colored you can't really see it and now growing up when you guys if you remember seeing my mom always had her eyebrows painted on now you know why it wasn't a by choice thing for her she needed oh I, I I assumed your eyebrow issue ha- always had something to do with fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah I could see why that would be a thought. <laughs> well it's like my uh my brother being a welder his beard has never been longer than the bottom of the hood <laughs> okay okay that makes sense <laughs> yeah i am jealous though because all three of you guys can do do something good i got it i can i can do like an amish thing and that's about the only skill i've got for my beard i love i don't know kevin's soul patch here it's so dang thick he's got he could do evil really well with his <laughs> except for the yamish do length real well yeah I guess you know they, they 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 get the the jerry curls and the, <laughs> the beard going all the way down yeah i guess so they're not jerry amish, curls, i'm thinking they, more they... like the the neck bearded kind of what oh the chin strap see. yes yes yeah that's fair the german appearance yeah, maybe, maybe you just have more German in your family blood than possibly. I did do that twenty three and Me thing, and I don't remember what I'm mostly, but I don't think it's German. I think it's um, hmm. European. If I remember maybe... right, I'm mostly European. I, I would also accept that you're part Neanderthal. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that explains the brow ridge, but we're okay. And, and the lack <laughs> of upper face hair. Yeah, yeah, that is true. There's like nothing up there. Uh, it's weird. It's like I got this <laughs> nice cut line that I don't even trim. It's just uh, you have to just be glad you don't live here anymore. I no longer go through and cut little pieces of your beard off and glue them to my face on a regular basis. So. <laughs> That's what my problem was. <laughs> that makes so much more sense all of a sudden. <laughs> tried to grow my beard for the last 20 years and it didn't take off until I moved out. Oh, heavens. <laughs> All right, let's call this. All right. Popsicle stand. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We'd like to thank everyone for listening to the very end. Holy crap, the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you have any feedback, you... I forgot my script. 
and Uh-oh. I forgot how I improvise this. Yeah, part. you can reach us at. Uh, uh, if you have feedback, you can find us in our Facebook group, Amateur 3D Pod. And you can email us at Franklin, Kevin, Andy, or Chris at amateur3dpod.com. Or you can email us together at panelists at amateur3dpod.com. Kevin Buckner wrote the music for this episode. OpenAI's Whisper completed the heavy lifting for the transcripts, which you can find linked in the description. But the link won't take you to the current transcript until I figure out my uh, hosting issue. (laughs) Our panelists are me, Franklin Christensen, and my friends, Kevin Buckner, Chris Weber, and Andy Cottom. And until next time, we're going offline. Keep your FEP tight. Always use air spray. What do you mean, PC load plastic? I didn't know that there was a program for that. (laughs) (laughs) Neither, neither did I. I, No, 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 it's a, it's a, you know, printer joke. (laughs) What do you mean, PZ load letter? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, never mind. (laughs) I'm sorry.